Hi folks, welcome to Deep Dive Radio. I'm your host, Alan James. This show is dedicated to revealing the truth that lies beneath the surface. Are you ready for the truth? Then join me now for another exciting episode of Deep Dive Radio. Good morning. It's Sunday, February 3rd, 2024. I'm your host, Alan James. Welcome to Deep Dive Radio. Today's episode, Invasion America, Part 3, The Enemy Within. Uh, In my last two episodes of Invasion America, I showed you the truckloads of illegals coming in and how and where they were doing it, you know, with the cartel and all that. Uh, But do you really know who's behind this crime? The perpetrators? The people who are aiding and abetting this operation? Well, we at Deep Dive Radio have taken a closer look to see what's really going on behind the scenes and who's responsible for this shit. Uh, unfortunately, there's a growing number of independent journalists that are doing, uh, you know, real reporting, unlike CNN and, you know, the legacy media. They're risking everything to bring you the truth, the truth that will never be seen on your legacy TV, that you've grown so accustomed to listening to for what you thought was the truth, especially all you baby boomers out there. Really, you got to get over it, man. All you baby boomers that just religiously Turn on your TV set after work or when you get up in the morning or Sunday mornings and you have your coffee with it. Stop doing that because that's nothing but a propaganda machine, okay? Anyway, there's journalists like James O'Keefe, OMG. There's Del Bigtree from The High Wire and his crew over there with Jeffrey Jackson. There's Michael Yan, who's an ex-Green uh, Beret who travels the world for like forever doing this, looking for the inside story of what's going on uh, with all these illegal immigrants going on in the world. Not just that, but uh, other other kinds of illegal things going on in the world. And these guys are doing what the mainstream media won't do. I tell you the reason why over and over every week, and I'll keep repeating it. And you know the reason is because the mainstream media is captured by the enemy. They're owned by Big Pharma, basically. All right, and Big Tech. That's the reason. So if you really want to know what's going on at the border... You're not going to find out the whole story by listening to mainstream media. You're not. <laughs> they, you know, they cherry pick everything, and then they, they cut and paste it till it meets their narrative. They're just sock puppets for big pharma, big tech. So please, guys, just turn the turn the shit off. Stop listening to it. This is the end of their lifespan anyway. We're going with independent sources here, like myself, Deep Dive Radio. You know, which incidentally, we do a lot of work here. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see. It takes a lot of work and a lot of digging to find the truth here. So feel free to help us anytime you can. Just go to deepdiveradio.com, hit the donate button, and uh, become a, a, a monthly donor. Monthly donors are the best, all right? So anyway, back to the story here, Invasion America. You know, what I'm about to disclose to you here is probably going to shock you to your core. Because the people that are involved in this illegal activity are not the people you might think. All right? They're the very people and organization that you have always trusted and probably gave money to. These are the people that are supposed to protect us. These are the people we give tax dollars to and donations to. So today I have some footage for you that tells the real story as to what's going on behind the scenes. This footage, if it doesn't wake you up at the, as to the truth of things, I, you know, I'm afraid, my friend, that nothing will. If after watching this film, you make the same wrong choices at the polls this coming election, then this invasion will continue 
and you, my friend, will be replaced. All right? Just let that sink in. If you care at all about this country, then please dig down deep and choose wisely as to whom you want to represent our country. The footage I have today is courtesy of The High Wire with Bill Del Bigtree in his last episode this past Thursday. And uh, he interviewed a guy named Michael Yan, who is, he makes it his business to find out what's going on with immigration around the world. He visits hundreds, uh, like over 100 different uh, countries investigating this over the last bunch of years. I don't know how many, maybe 20 years or so. Anyway, Dell has a great show. By the way, if you want to watch uh, the his last episode in its entirety, just go to um, thehighwire.com. And you get all his episodes. He has a great show. He mostly does medicine, but this one's an important issue. So he went out of it outside the box, and he's taken up the cause of the border problem because it is a border problem. So he's hopping on that bandwagon for this episode. So I'll have that for you right after the break. Hang in there. Hey, folks. If you like listening to Deep Dive Radio every Sunday, then please consider donating by going to deepdiveradio.com and hitting the Donate tab right now. Hi folks, are you worried about the spike protein after getting the vaccine? Well, the wellness company has great news for you. You see, our doctors put together a formula that helps dissolve spike protein, which can cause microcline. If you have long COVID, or if you're suffering from long COVID from the vaccine, then this can help with that as well. To get your spike support, just go to deepdiveradio.com forward slash spike support and get well today. Hey folks, are you prepared for a medical emergency? We at The Wellness Company, we have a medical emergency kit just for you, and it's peace of mind guaranteed. We have eight emergency medications included in this kit, including antibiotics and ivermectin. This kit will treat everything from anthrax to viral upper respiratory infections. It's designed for medical emergencies, okay? Don't travel without it. You know, masks don't work for viruses, but these critical medications can. To get your kit, come visit us at www.twc.health, promo code DEEPDIVE, and stay well. It's pleasure to be joined right now by ex-Green Beret, war correspondent, and probably one of the, the biggest experts on this immigration crisis going on, Michael Yon. Thanks, Dal. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me back yeah. on. It's been a year, right? Yeah, it's been a year, and what a crazy year it's been in many ways. You predicted that we would hit this sort of crisis point. I mean, it was fairly obvious to anyone looking at it. But first of all, let me ask the question. I know you've been in Panama for months. We've been talking to you. There's even a moment where I was trying to see if I could get down there. But why are you in Texas right now? What, what brings you up here? Well, I'm in Texas for border issues as well. But, you know, as I was watching in the control room and you're talking about the, the death jabs, it's just amazing how this hybrid war that we're in, it has so many facets, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got the, obviously, the pharma side, which is absolutely massive. Yep. And then the demographic war that's going on, which is massive. I mean, I'm down in places like Morocco and Lithuania and Netherlands, Japan, looking at the same thing. I go, you know, on the ground to all these places, right? So I've just gotten back from the Darien Gap uh, a day and a half ago. I was down there with actually Brett Weinstein. And, right. uh, yeah. and uh, Dr. Chris Martinson and Vander Steele and Masako Ganaha, the, the whole great, gang, great right? Great group, yeah. Yeah, and, um, 
you know, Brett is something else. When you get into the jungle, a lot of people are kind of afraid of the jungle. I was afraid that Brett was going to disappear in the jungle and not come back. Never I mean, come back. Was... The man loves the jungle. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun with Brett. An unexpected side turn. We were looking for bats in the jungle. But one of the things I think that Brett learned, if you talk with him, is that the, the ecosystem that creates these invasion flows, and that's what they are. It's quite massive. It's quite organized. It's very professional. And in fact, uh, well, a day and a half ago, before I jumped on the airplane, I was at their headquarters in Panama, in Panama City, something called the City of Knowledge, right? And the City of Knowledge now, it, well, it used to be Fort Clayton, for those who know about Fort okay. Clayton. And so, so this Fort- used to be sort of American territory on the cal- you know, canal there. Um, and, and was it, uh, I believe, was it Jimmy Carter that sort of That's right. handed that back? Right. And so in 1999... Uh, it officially went back to Panama. So it was Fort Clayton at that time. We basically gave them Fort Clayton with the keys and the doors. Okay. Beautiful base. And it's right next to the Miraflores Locks, for those who know what I'm talking about, and the Pan-American Highway Bridge. The, the Pan- or some people call it the old, the old uh, Zonians would call it the Thatcher Ferry Bridge, right? Okay. Well, that's the bridge for Highway 1 that goes over the Panama Canal. And so uh, about 62 of the NGOs, IGOs, and uh, nonprofits, such as IOM, HIAS, NRC, all these uh, acronyms that a lot of people probably don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. But, but anyway, it's a, it's a who's who in the zoo. Hundreds of millions, if not billions of U.S. dollars are pumping into this. It's mostly the United States that's funding our own invasion. A lot of people don't realize that. So you're saying that down where we used to, you know, now it is set up in what used to be sort of American, you know, military territory. Now it's all these NGOs from around the world, giant buildings, tons of money pouring in, all as a part of an effort to help these migrants or invaders, as you call them, from almost every nation in the world to take a free trip through Panama on your way up to our wide open border. Is that Uh is that? Yeah, it's epic. I mean, I could talk for days about it, so I'll try to summarize. Okay. Uh, for instance, there's different ecosystems of people coming in. There's the Chinese, as an example. Okay. They have their own sort of a pipeline within a pipeline. Many of the Chinese will come in through Quito, Ecuador. Then they'll go up through Colombia. Actually, Anthony Rubin, my good friend who just went through there. And, and they advertise this. We found this. Uh, this is a uh, Chinese advertisement that's on their social media on go to. Here's how you get into America and be, become an American. Take a look at this, folks. It's going to blow your mind. This is advertising for the trip into America. All right. For the sake of our audio listeners that don't have video, access to video, they show a bus going through China and a boat landing in Panama, and then you walk through most of, they got a guy walking through most of Central America. Don't know why he would, I don't know how you'd make it walking, but that's what they're showing in this little cartoon video. Now he's in, uh, he's getting on a motorcycle and he enters Mexico, near Guadalajara, I guess. And he's traipsing up the coast, the west coast of Mexico, on his motorcycle. And then he ends up in Baja. All right. My only question there is, why don't they hop on the scooter sooner? You know, (laughs) but I mean, outrageous, right? Like, you know, and I I wonder, do you think, you know, when we think about the border and the, the drug cartels are playing such a major part of this, 
I mean, it's almost like they're travel agents to the world right now, bringing people through. I mean, there's a chance they paid for that ad, right? Like, come on down to Panama. We'll get you into America. Oh, absolutely. You've got another video that show, is straight up a travel agency. And we know a lot about their travel networks. We know many of their snakeheads. The snakehead is the Chinese name for coyotes. Okay. Uh, and actually, I'd like to shout out for our China team for finding so many of these videos and, and so much of the information, which is in Mandarin. And so every day they're scouring the net. They, for instance, we see how they get Vietnamese uh, passports, Cambodian passports, uh, passports from Laos. So, we, I mean, we see how they do this all over the place. So the bottom line is, uh, for instance, um, actually many of the Chinese don't go through Quito or Colombia or the Darien Gap. Many bypass. They'll fly straight to Mexico City if they can mm-hmm. or to Cancun. They'll go on vacations in Cancun and link up with their snakeheads there, do a vacation, and then they come across the borders in places like McAllen and Yuma and San Diego. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so it goes on and on. That's the Chinese ecosystem. And within the Chinese Pipeline, there's sub-pipelines. Some are coming up to run illegal or legal marijuana grows in Maine and Oregon, Oklahoma, California. What are they putting in this marijuana, right? I mean, obviously, you're dealing in the farmer world and the chemical world. I mean, they're in the fentanyl world, and they're in the marijuana world. They're doing huge marijuana grows, right? So there's Chinese that are coming in at that level. Uh, you have a video of one of these guys. I don't know if he's Chinese or from some Asian country that you think could potentially be a bad guy. You're, let's just take a look at this, and you can explain to me what we're looking at. Okay, this is at San Vicente camp down in Darien uh, province. This is the camp Hola. that Secretary of Homeland Security... Migrantes. Homeland Security... Uh, de, de donde? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. De, de donde? Yes, yes. Que país? Yes, yes. What? Video, no? We, no, no quiero video. Shut okay. Down, please. Shut it down, please. Which country Spanish. are you from? Delete, delete it, I'll tell yeah. you about it. What? Oh, delete the video. English? Delete the video and I'm going to tell you She's everything saying, about it. Delete, delete the video and I'll tell you everything. Please. No, I'm not going to tell anything to you. No, no, no. Before I get mad, please delete it right now. You got me, lady. Where are you going? You got to stop going? that video. I don't like it. I don't like it, lady. I'm I... being reasonable. Please, Hola. please delete it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're a spy. Wait, I can't tell. Oh, come on. You were shooting. You're a spy, brother. Okay, I'm going to tell everything about it. You... All right, I'm go- now I'm going to tell everything about it. Delete the video. I'm going to get into it there, all right? Why don't you come sit with us? What? Come, yeah, sit, come with with us. sit with us. Go with you. Sit with us here. Yeah, We're let's, at the let's restaurant. Go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on. Okay, we then talked with him for an hour and a half, right? Okay. His name is Lushan Zhao. He didn't tell us that, but we figured it out through various means. He said that that's him. So we got one of his ID cards back in China. So the bottom line is, is he had, for the next hour and a half, he talked about, he told his story, right? And he said that he had bought a boat from a Scotsman in Nassau, the Bahamas. China has a huge embassy in the Bahamas, by the way. He said he bought it for $5,000. He was headed to Florida. He said he ran out of fuel. And the U.S. Coast Guard picked him up. We were able to confirm the U.S. Coast Guard did, in fact, pick him up. So he was deported somehow back to the Bahamas. The Bahamas, he said, was deported. We've got this on audio. The, the, the Bahamas was deporting him back to China. He connected in Cuba. And in Cuba, he told us that he changed his flight to Quito, Ecuador. And that's when he got into the ecosystem, right? Mm. So then he goes through Colombia, through Darien. And there's this one place that I wait to talk with them as they come out of the, 
as they come out of the jungle. And that's yeah. the spot. I just happened to be with Anthony Rubin and others, so that's why there was more So involved. let's talk about this, because this is what really fascinated me. And we've been talking to you while you were down in Panama, is there's these gigantic camps, right? They fly in, and there's just these massive clear cuts where it looks like they're clearing out forests, and these camps are just getting bigger and bigger. Some of them filled with Venezuelans, I guess, and Chinese. Are they now, do they all congregate together, or are the camps sort of secular? Are they, like, in their own, with their own groups? Like, but how big are these camps? What are we talking about? Uh, okay, that's, a, that's an interesting question. The camps are clearly growing. I go out to the camps often, and we drone the camps, or I just go walk around in them with the Indians, the Embra Indians, Kuna Indians. Okay. And, uh, and also sometimes I just go back with airplanes, charter them so I can get higher and see more. Uh, you can't see much of them on Google Earth, by the way. Okay. Uh, but in any case, the camps not only are getting bigger and more, they're also they're just more efficient. Like, for instance, the camp that he's going to is called San Vicente Camp, right? Okay. And I've spent months right beside that camp at a hotel called Tenose, right? Now, there's, a bit, there's an office right beside about 40 meters away from the front gate of San Vicente. I call it China Camp. Okay. There's a, there's a highest office there. Highest is the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, right? Now, Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas used to be a board member on highest. Really? So, yeah, and in fact, I was getting ready to rent that house and highest rented it before I could get it, right? Okay. So, but that's right beside what we call China Camp. Now, when Secretary of uh, Homeland Security Mayorkas flew to Darien on April 18th of 2022, I had been waiting for him for four days. And he landed in four Blackhawks, landed right in front of me, went right past the highest office, and went into San Vicente Camp. Now, they have, he has pledged money to build it, which he has. So that camp is now, you can see the drone footage of the day he's in it. That's it. Wow, that's look it. at that, that. That's his people going in right there. Uh, that's the, he's in the middle of that thraggle. So of we're funding this. We're funding we're, it. We're paying yep. to make these camps yep. as stopovers to make it comfortable for you while you prepare yourself to come into our country illegally. And there's IOM, or in Spanish it's OIM. They are the main engine of the invasion. That's something I took breath to see. Breath what, is, was, what does OIM stand for? And... IOM is the uh, International Organization for Migration. Okay. So, so IOM or OIM, depending okay. on your language, right? Okay, very so good. They are the main uh, engine for this. Of course, that engine did not create itself. They are a subcomponent of the United Nations. So if you go to the City of Knowledge in Panama City, right next to Miraflores Locks, Old Fort Clayton, the IOM has the number, they have the best office space. Their flag flies over where the U.S. flag used to fly. IOM flag, right? And so they've got office number 110. So if you look that up on the map, it's the, perf it's the best office space in all of Panama, I would say. It overlooks... No, let me, let me, like, I would think, you know, office of migration, you would think they're working on getting you proper paperwork, figuring out who you are, but that's not what they're doing. They're, I mean, they're not planning a migration, they're planning an invasion. They're helping you come to our country illegally. They're not there saying, how do we do this legally for you, are they? I mean... No, in fact, they're... One of the things that Highest does, who works in their, their office is very close to IOM. Uh, well, there's their office up in the City of Knowledge in Panama City. Yep. And then there's the office down in Darien. So, uh, so uh, the, the IOM. Highest, okay, yep. The IOM actually, or anyway, not to go into that, but Highest often uh, 
coaches people on how to, what to say when you get to the U.S. border, how to get through the Mexican uh, you know, border and all these sorts, you know, what to tell people and that sort of thing, how to fill out the paperwork, how to say that you know, you're running for prosecution wow. and that sort of thing. So HIAS helps with a lot of legal information, and I can give you tons more on them. It, it, it's, it's a who's who in the zoo. And you were telling me when you were down there that you, were, you, know, you had these images of just boats full of, at that moment, Chinese just coming up the river, just moving. And then I, I, I feel like you said to me that we're even building bridges and like making pathways and roadways by which this, the, the amount of time it used to take you to get through the Darien Gap to get up to the American border, that we're helping reduce that time so that's happening faster. Tell me a little bit about oh, that. Oh, very fast. For instance, we know of one uh, Chinese uh, from China, not from, you know, Malaysia or something, and, uh, and he uh, got all the way through and up to Brooklyn and got a driver's license in about 10 days. 10 days. Yep, that's pretty fast. But keep in mind, the Chinese are coming into their own ecosystems, right? So a lot of the Chinese will go to Flushing, New York. Others go to Brooklyn. Others go to California, Florida. But they're going into their own ecosystems, right? It's interesting, too. I want to go back to HIAS. That's very important. Secretary of Homeland Security was a board member on, on HIAS. If you go to HIAS.org, you'll see them congratulating him when he gets to be nominated for the Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, HIAS, if you look on their HIAS.org, you'll see all these donors, like there's nine different Shapiros and there's, and there's uh, Pritzkers and all these guys. And it's interesting because a huge, the, the majority of people coming through right now are from Venezuela. There's a massive amount of Hezbollah in Venezuela, and they speak okay. Spanish fluently, right? They have a very close relationship, Venezuela does, with Iran. If you're Iranian, you can come right in and get a new passport immediately. But there are a lot of Hezbollah who already live there, right? And they have so Hezbollah, who we are now really actually in a conflict with. We've got, you know, what is starting to feel like the, the, a potential war going on up, you know, in the Middle East, all those things going on. So that Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed, you're saying that they have people in Venezuela now? Straight up. I mean, not just now, but for generations. They speak Spanish. There's people back in that area of the world who speak Spanish. In Iran, like you can find Spanish not, speakers uh, in Iran. In, in Syria and Lebanon. Okay. And so okay, what's, what's, what's interesting is that, um, for instance, recently I had uh, lunch with a, a Jewish friend in Panama. Three of his family members were killed in a bombing in 1994 in Panama. And, and within one day of that, there was another bombing at a Jewish center in Argentina, which killed 80, 85 people. And three of his family members were killed on the Panama bombing in 1994. So both of the, interestingly, the guy, the mastermind who's believed to be the Hezbollah mastermind of the 1994 bombing, he owns a bar in Venezuela right now. I mean, you can't make up this stuff. It's like, oh. you know, Stephen King. I mean, so we've got, a, and I keep warning my Jewish friends, do you understand huge amounts of Jewish money is pumping Hezbollah into the United States? They're going to meet you on the golf course in Fort Lauderdale. And this is, this is no kidding, full contact. And, you know, you see uh, uh, Mayorkas is down we there. We've got some videos, I guess, of some of these bad dudes that you've, you've managed to capture as they're sort of coming in. Um, let's take a look at this. Venezuela. Venezuela. Okay. Guns tattooed on his face, which gangster. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't look good. I suppose it could just be a fashion choice. But you know, when when we look at this, I'm hearing reports. I don't know if this is true. The the news can be sensational. But some people are saying that there's a potential that Venezuela is emptying prisons and sending them 
um, up into our country. Now, whether or not that's happening or not, I don't know if you know that, but it could happen, right? It would be, it'd be a good idea if you want to save money on, you know, spending on your own problem, uh, people, just go ahead and send them up through this open border. Who's going to stop them? Cuba style. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, a good person to talk with about this is Joseph Humeyer. In fact, he just flew in recently to Guatemala to meet with my team and brief for a couple of days. He, he is very knowledgeable on Venezuela and other parts of the world around there. And he can talk your ear off. He's an incredibly intelligent man. And he can tell you about the Espala presence there and, and how they're, they're, they're made of structures in Central America and whatnot. You know, I was just up in Guatemala and Belize and El Salvador and uh, Honduras looking at the same issues, right? And Panama, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- there, there is basically a four-lane highway coming up to the United States. To the United States. So now that you've seen the truth, okay, now that you see who the bad guys are, we are being destroyed by the enemy from within our very own Homeland Security, the Red Cross, Catholic organizations, and more than 250 other NGOs are behind this crime, non-government organizations, okay? There's a lot of them. Some of them are made up by the enemy, like the, you know, the cartel comes in here and creates one. They, they make themselves look like the good guys, like they're doing some good things for people, but they're, they're just a, a disguise to destroy this country from within. So wake up and smell the coffee, folks. And if we don't stand up and take charge, if we don't speak up and peacefully protest, then you, my friend, will be just a small notation in future history books. Let that sink in. And that's, you know, that's uh, assuming that they're going to allow us to read in the future. That's assuming they're going to allow us to have books in the future. Our country is being invaded right under our noses. And I'm here to tell you about the enemy within that's financing it. So what are you going to do about it? All right. Well, that's all the time I have today, folks. Thank you for joining me on Deep Dive Radio. I'm your host, Alan James. We'll see you next Sunday, 10 a.m. Ciao, Bella.